This week on Into the Podverse, we have a recap of Podfest Cairo 2023 with show attendees discussing topics such as AI, audio, and monetization. Rodney Omelkachi, the host of the Yoga Podcast, introduces a new cover art for the podcast new season, while Loose Talk Giants released the latest and longest episode yet. There's a new low-budget podcast out now called Nigerian History Now You Know while PodNews acquired Podcast Business Journal and announced that they will no longer be linking to Twitter due to anti-competitive behavior. We have news of a new black UK podcast and Louis Media's success with their unique approach to creating engaging content, as well as criticisms of alpha male podcasters and concerns over podcasters' ad overload. Pretty Yo. sure it's... Everybody knows, Mr. Tony Yo, come correct with the flow. Hey yo, as the God podcaster, as well known as the chief of broadcaster, care to bring the peace to the world over. Hades can't connect, best to move over. Podcast Cairo 2023 was quite the success that brought together a diverse community of podcast enthusiasts. Attendees also participated in a podcast pitch competition and discussed topics such as AI, audio, and monetization. Dr. Kim Fox shares her insights and experiences in organizing Podfest Cairo 2023, as well as the challenges and opportunities facing the podcast industry religion. Hi, Kim. So what were the highlights of Podfest Cairo 2023? Our highlight was our keynote speaker. That's why we bought him in because I knew that he would really resonate with our audience. Ramsey Teasdale is the CEO of South Media. They're based in Jordan. They specifically produce Arabic content. And so that's really important for our audience. And as we look to fill the gap in podcasting content, there's a lot out there that's in English, not as much that's in Arabic. And it was just interesting to hear Ramsey's take on the industry and how their company company operates. So that was a bonus. The other highlight was when we did our first PodFest Cairo in 2020, just before the pandemic shut everything down, uh, which is why we say we're Egypt and Africa's first podcasting conference, because we got out the gate and got it in before everything shut down. But at that first PodFest Cairo, we did a podcast pitch competition and our winner was a guy named Ahmed Fatiha. Well, guess what? We had Ahmed as a panelist at PodFest Cairo 2023. So we love that full circle uh, component. He's now hosting and producing a podcast for the Kerning Cultures Network called Jasadi Podcast. And it's talking about mental health related issues and it's in Arabic. So that's, those are some great takeaways in terms of what really went well and were some of the highlights of Podfest Cairo 2023. 
What were the challenges you faced with putting this event together and how did you overcome them? Challenges were for funding. My university, the American University in Cairo, does a lot of funding for Potfest Cairo, but you have to apply for it. And the application deadline was in the fall. It was in September and I was on sabbatical. So I really had to create a budget and do some small planning, trying to confirm the venue or book the venue. And I'm not like on site. Uh, So that created a little bit of a challenge. And for some reason, my university grant application for funding for Podfest somehow got lost. Like, what are the chances? I don't know. So when I went back to ask them like, hey, in January, like, hey, how come this hasn't been approved yet? And they were kind of like, uh, like, like, we don't know. We'll get back to you. And, and they did get back to me and they did process it. But I'm just like, dude, that's a, that's a long time. And now we're behind schedule because we weren't sure that we had the funding to move forward. They apologize. But, you know, at that point in the game, what can I do? I just got to try to move forward with what I have. Another challenge was my team. A lot of my former students are a part of my team. Some of them have moved on to graduate school. They're not in Egypt, not in Cairo. Uh, so, and I count, on, I count on them to help with some of the Arabic components. I count on them to like actually do things. I still have a pretty good team, a, a really good team, I should say. Uh, but I was kind of missing these go-getters who you don't have to say, we need to do this. They just go out and do it. So you always want some of those folks around as well. And the last thing that was a bit of a challenge was some cancellations that we had, last minute cancellations. I think in the two days leading up to PodFest, we had three cancellations. So, you know, that stuff happens and you got to figure out how you're going to bounce back. So yeah, overcoming those challenges. One is the administrators in my department who help with planning PodFest, we have a staff member who specifically does events for our department. She was extremely helpful. And and just looking at everything, saying like, look, Kim, here's what you need to do right now. Here's what we can wait for, you know, and just kind of making sure, hey, what about this? So having people like that, we've got a really good team of people in my department who, who really came through in a big way. So it really helped pull off PodFest in a way that was very patient and very professional. And and I very much appreciate that. What kind of feedback did you get from attendees and how would you use that to improve the future of this event? We are certainly listening to feedback and trying to take advantage of the networking at PodFest Cairo to understand what our community wants and needs. And it's going to be diverse because we have that kind of community where we have different backgrounds, people who are just listeners, people who are just starting, people who are really experienced. And so we're trying to provide something for everyone. And for example, with this year's podcast, some questions came up about AI and audio and monetization will always be a question that people are curious about. And so we're definitely looking at that as we try to build on the future PodFest. For example, I met a couple and they work on audio fiction. So they're doing audio drama. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, yes, we want to do more of that. And we want to share that with our community. Uh, As laborious as that kind of content is to produce, it's very rewarding. And so we want to share their story with our community, too. What were the big takeaways for you from this year's PodFest? I'm such a big proponent of networking and who you know and potential collaborations. So that will always be the focal point of PodFest Cairo, 
creating that festival atmosphere where people can come together, share ideas and knowledge and get to meet each other and just see who's doing what. And also potential audiences who show up who don't know about your podcast and you don't know about their podcast. So just bringing that, you know, atmosphere together of having great conversations and meeting good people. What was the big lesson for you as an organizer? To communicate with people, you know, communicate in advance when possible. I think I learned about 15 minutes before we went to start our programming that we could use Facebook Live. So we managed to get that up and running. But I'm like, hey, I would have loved to have known that sooner so I could have promoted that. That's a whole different audience, right? And the same thing about the venue that we were in, they record high quality audio and video. And so we'll take that content and we'll be able to repurpose it uh, for promotional use, for example. So I just felt like had I known that sooner, that would have been great. You know, not knowing, it's okay, it's a bonus, right? So we'll take that as a win. Uh, The other thing I'm thinking about in terms of lessons that we learned, I don't know, it was just really what I wanted it to be. Like we have this huge venue that we're in and I love that stage and I love that, I love that space. So, you know, and getting people down there and there's a space right, like a fountain area right outside the, the event hall. And we use that to have our networking breaks and it's just a really cozy space for everyone to mix and mingle. So yeah, my lessons are just pretty much reflecting on what we did and what we were able to pull off, again, with a limited budget and with a limited number of people involved. Yeah, my lesson is like, yeah, work on that budget. I was just asking myself, like, why didn't you put a photographer in the budget? Because I've had a photographer in the past. And so, yeah, you know, all of our pictures are pretty much, you know, consumer grade pictures. And we don't have a lot of video. So that's that's a lesson learned. Like, yeah, look at your previous budget and try to make sure you have, you know, all of your 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 bells and whistles in place. Uh, so I just kind of kicked myself on that one. And, you know, just trying to pay people for the work that they do for us. And, you know, like we have a, an MC and we have other people. A lot of people volunteer their time. And I would like to look for ways to get those kinds of people paid. The other thing is my university does cover a lot in terms of cost and budget, but they don't cover the cost of food. So having a sponsor for food would be great in the future. I had someone lined up and they came, they fell through at the last minute. And so I, I ended up having to pay out of pocket. Uh, not a complaint. I wasn't expecting it, but you know, you do it. I do it because like this is something I'm passionate about and I'm not gonna have people sitting for you know, three, four, five hours with no food and no drinks. So that's something that I kind of sacrificed to, to pull off. But that's, to me, it's like when you are passionate about something, like you're gonna make it happen. And that's pretty much one of the lessons for me in PodFest, that anything negative that comes up, I'm like, no, we're, we're not gonna treat it as a negative. We're gonna treat it as a lesson and an opportunity to learn. Hi, I'm Kim Fox from PodFest Cairo and the Echia Master podcast, and you're listening to Into the Podverse with Tony Doe. 
Rodney Omel Kache, the host of the Young God podcast, introduces a new cover art for the podcast's new season. The cover art is a digital painting created by Rodney himself and is a visual representation of his state of mind as he creates and curates content for the podcast. The artwork embodies creativity, confidence, beauty, boldness, power, purpose, truth, and taste, all of which are the values of a god. The self-portrait captures the god energy and is an ode to the Renaissance period ideals, reflecting Rodney's being a Renaissance man and a mentee of Leonardo da Vinci. The gold Agbada is a tribute to his African-Nigerian roots. The headphones represent the audio-only nature of the show, and the facial expressions represent the thoughtfulness that the podcast inspires in the listener. The lightning bolt running through the head signifies the shock and awe the listener feels when confronted with Rodney's bold takes, attention to detail, and unusual ideas. The lightning bolt is also an homage to Zeus, the king of the Greek gods, and Athena, the Greek goddess of wisdom, creativity, craftsmanship, archery, and war, both of whom inspire the podcast. The crown is a symbol of excellence and authority in the podcast space and will feature prominently in the logo and brand visuals of the podcast going forward. A new season of the Young God podcast sponsored by Zuma Copies launches this April. The Lustock Giants have a new episode and it's probably the longest episode so far. It's titled Dear President Biden and the hosts discuss Chimamanda Adichie's letter to Joe Biden, treason and Walishirika. Heavily interested in Nigerian and African history and culture, self-proclaimed villain, writer, and doctor, Nochi has recently launched his own low-budget podcast, Nigerian History, Now You Know. In the debut episode titled What Caused the Civil War, Nochi delves into the events that led to the Nigerian Civil War, exploring questions that many have been eager to find answers to. With the war being a significant part of Nigerian history, Nochi believes that his podcast will provide an avenue to enlighten listeners on the events that transpired during that period. Pod News, the leading daily newsletter for the podcast industry, has acquired Podcast Business Journal, a respected weekly newsletter from Streamline Publishing Incorporated. With over 26,500 daily subscribers, Pod News plans to maintain the independent coverage for serious podcasters that Podcast Business Journal is known for. Under the new ownership, Podcast Business Journal will now contain in-depth interviews with podcast business leaders and an overview of the week's podcast business headlines and news. This acquisition will help Podnews expand its editorial team and continue to document the growth of the podcast industry. And still on Podnews, the company says they will no longer be linking to Twitter due to anti-competitive behavior. Instead, any links from the last five years will be redirected to NITA, a privacy-respecting and non-censored alternative. New podcast channel Being Black in Britain launches to amplify black voices and experiences across the UK. In its first series, hosted by Chetza Jane Ikbe, the podcast features a collective of black women embracing equity, coinciding with International Women's Day. Listeners can expect to hear powerful stories and perspectives from the black community, with the first episode featuring Emma Taonga, now available on all major podcast platforms. Louis Media, a French company specializing in podcast and radio production, has gained success through its unique approach to creating engaging content. Charlotte Polovsky, a member of the Louis Media team, emphasizes the importance of identifying what's lacking 
and adding something meaningful to the table. For podcasters, word of mouth is still the primary way to build an audience, so having amazing content is crucial. Charlotte also shared an example of one of their successful podcast series called Steaming. It is a collection of erotic short stories that approaches feminism and the female gaze in a new way. The success of the series has led to a second season and an upcoming book adaptation. Bruce Bakeman, a Twitter user who describes himself as dead inside, has raised concerns over a group of podcasters who refer to themselves as alpha males and have been accused of denigrating women while advocating for a philosophy based on attracting them. Bateman points out the irony of these podcasters criticizing women while simultaneously emphasizing the importance of presenting oneself as an attractive meat to them. He also questions whether these podcasters are neglecting other areas of personal development. I mean, Podcasters may learn from radio's mistakes when it comes to overwhelming ads, I hope. Dave Jackson, podcaster and author, recently shared his frustration with the excessive number of commercials on a popular podcast. He noted that the first 13 episodes of the show were 34% ads and that the episode was interrupted by ads so frequently that he ended up turning it off. Jackson suggested that podcasters could make more money by doing more episodes to make room for more ads or by cramming more ads into their current content. Would that really be a good idea? However, he also recommended exploring other profitable strategies such as selling their own products or services. Pay attention. While this critique serves as a reminder that too many ads can turn listeners away and harm our podcast success. Radio companies such as iHeart Podcasts, NPR, Cumulus Podcast Network, WNYC, New York, and SXM Media will be among the presenters at this year's Interactive Advertising Bureau IAB Podcast Upfront event, which is taking place in New York on May 11th. Other big-name studios like Wondry and Paramount will also be in attendance. The event will showcase the latest in podcast programming, and feature the release of IEB's 7th Annual Podcast Ad Revenue Report, which will project future revenue through 2025. A great example of how technology is helping to improve the discovery and recommendation of podcast content is how AI and other tools are used to transcribe audio for detailed analysis of the content in the show that can be related back to the listener for recommendations. Southern Cross Australia's CEO, Grant Blackley, presented the next chapter in the evolution of SCA's audio business at Radio Days Europe. Blackley outlined the stages of business development for SCA audio, which are launch, scale, and peak. He discussed the key elements of the success of listeners' business evolution, including personalization, discovery, commercialization, and visualization. Blackley emphasized that SCA aims to create a single destination for listeners' audio needs. SCA has seen a 700% growth in the listener app in the last six months, thanks to a planned digital strategy that began with switching off SCA station feeds from tuning in October 2021. For Reddit user seeks advice on promoting their podcast and social media. They ask for tips on which platforms to use and how to grow your audience. Several users respond with advice. Fail to launch, for instance, suggests identifying the target audience and advertising on appropriate platforms such as Spotify or Classic Radio. Spanky Dog says using TikTok and YouTube shots can reach new audiences. QR Kodat recommends using the right hashtags and platforms 
and collaborations with experts or influencers. Felicity Azura advises focusing on Instagram but also promoting on TikTok, Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter. Fearless underscore love underscore 426, the original poster, thank everyone for their advice, and decides to use the right hashtags and platforms to promote their podcasts. Launching a podcast can be an exciting venture, but it requires careful planning and preparation. Experts suggest that the process can take anywhere from days to months to complete. One key factor to consider is the time it takes for podcast directories like Apple Podcasts and Spotify to recognize your show, which can take anywhere from 24 hours to two weeks. To ensure a successful launch, it's recommended to give yourself a buffer of at least two weeks between submitting your show and publishing your first episode. This allows time to have all assets ready, including your podcast name and description, artwork, and a trailer that hooks potential listeners. So if you're considering starting a podcast, make sure to set realistic timelines and work towards a launch date with ample preparation time. From the success of PodFest Cairo 2023 to the launch of new podcasts like Being Black in Britain, this is an exciting time for the podcast industry. Also, we've seen the acquisition of Podcast Business Journal by PodNews and the criticism of a group of podcasters who refer to themselves as alpha males. As always, there are challenges to overcome, such as ad overload and finding ways to stand out in a crowded market. But the passion and creativity of podcasters continue to shine. That's all for this week's Into the Podverse. My name is Tony Doe. Thanks for listening. Pretty Yo. shirts. Uh-huh. Techzilla. Of course it is. We did the words. Again, hey yo, eagle eye view from the killer man Jaro. Way above the clouds with my eye on the sparrow. What spares the air invading your space? Sneak in through your ears, change the look of your face. The storyteller in this digital era. Could tell I got my groove back like my name was Stella. The vibe is Stella. But the message and the teller intertwine and define in the era. To those who oppose, I hereby propose. The fist to the jaw, would you prefer the nose? As the story goes, everybody knows. Mr. Tony Yo, come correct with the flow. Hey yo, as the God podcaster, as well known as the chief broadcaster, here to bring the peace to the world over. Hades can't connect, best to move over.